Toasted Sister, this is a podcast extra. Hello, my name is Alicia Murphy. I am Andy's sister. I am one year younger. I am a student at New Mexico State University. And I am visiting Andy this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I get a visit from you probably every other month or so. Yeah. Or either we're going over there yeah. to Las Cruces. Mm-hmm. Las Cruces, there's a lot to eat over there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about um, some of the stuff we grew up eating. Because I, I think to everybody, maybe that's an important part of who they are and how they eat today. But for us... We, of course, grew up in Crown Point, New Mexico, and a little bit on the Arizona side. Is it Fort Defiance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, w- what do you remember about the stuff we ate a long time ago? I remember that, well, thinking back now, that I think we were lucky that we had Dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brought food from his work. Commodity, it was commodity foods. And I remember that... Um, Mom and dad worked really hard to provide for us and that some of my favorite foods or favorite memories involved food. <laughs> and my favorite was the um, the plain but very, very, very good rice and meat. And yeah. mom would be yelling at us in the kitchen, what do you guys want to eat? And rice and meat. And it's just plain white rice with uh, ground beef and onions and that's it. And it's so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a lot of canned canned, canned vegetables, canned fruit, um, the noodles, the oatmeal, the canned meat, like beef and chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it wasn't it wasn't colorful. <laughs> it wasn't a colorful um, menu that we had when we were growing up, but it was it was what we had at the time. so. Well, one of my favorite things that I liked growing up was mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. And um, I think a couple of people have maybe heard us talk about mom's spaghetti. Like she's some sort of Italian grandma. <laughs> but yeah. Her spaghetti's so good. And it's simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a canned pasta sauce, um, spaghetti noodles, and some ground beef. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you should eat that. You could eat that for lunch and dinner and even breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. We used to eat that for breakfast a lot. Because yeah. you used to make huge batches of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It would feed us for, for a long time. Yep. <laughs> and I and still to this day, I can't order spaghetti from a restaurant because it's going to always be compared to mom's spaghetti. It's like even going to the fancy, fancy, fancy Italian restaurants and I'll I'll... You can't order spaghetti because mom's <laughs> is just the best. Yeah, I remember one time we went to Mario's and I ordered um, I ordered something, but it was like a three-course, you know, um, sampler dish yeah. or something. And one of the, the ravioli part of that was 
gross. <laughs> I, I really told it. I told them, remember I told the waiter, like, this tastes like old Band-Aids or yeah. something. Can you take it back? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, w- would you want something else instead? And I told her, uh, just spaghetti. Yeah. And you looked at me like... what why you have no business ordering spaghetti (laughs) and of course when it came i'm like yeah you're right i shouldn't order spaghetti yeah (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't taste like mom's spaghetti (laughs) but a lot of the foods like like you mentioned we got from dad's work were commodity foods um and yeah me too i'm so grateful that we had that um so so we grew up with a lot of uh uh, very poor. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had lots of, uh, like you just said, uh, commodity foods, canned mm-hmm. foods, never fresh. Yes. Nothing was ever fresh except maybe an apple or an orange. When holiday season came around and we got those gift packets yeah. from school <laughs> <laughs> or from neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what does that make you feel like now that, you know, our fridges, you know, our pantries look a lot different than, than they do from from what we grew up with cans mm-hmm. i think i think the way we grew up and how mom and dad and us we struggled money we didn't have a lot of money and we lived in a trailer that had no electricity no water and every time we had a bad storm whether it was snow or rain we had to be carried to the bus because we couldn't even walk in that mud and you know we came from a hard beginning a difficult beginning but I think now when we look in our refrigerator or in our pantry, we're just more, that much more grateful for what we have now. There is no other way to explain how we appreciate food now. Like, I love fresh produce. Just just walking by it, <laughs> I can't believe. It just still amazes me that we walk by things that came out of the ground and they feed people. Um, like right now in my fridge, I can probably pick out a couple of things that will make a really nice salad it's a fresh produce healthy meal and and we didn't have that growing up and I'm just I'm I'm not sad I'm not angry I'm not nothing negative I just feel proud from from where we came from to now yeah yeah I think it's very humbling Mm -hmm. to um you know, right now I have truffles, chocolate mm-hmm. truffles and raspberries and yeah. strawberries in my fridge. And I kind of think that's going to become a regular thing with me because <laughs> now I can make my own chocolate truffles. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every time I look at some of these things or I buy, you know, some kind of ingredient that, um, you know, probably mom and dad or, you know, people at home will probably never knew, really know about. And I'm like, you know, this this is awesome how far I've come. And it's pretty humbling. It does really um, make me appreciate a lot of the things that I eat now, a lot of the things that um, I can cook now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, it was survival food that we, we ate. Mm-hmm. It was food that mom and dad had time for after work, after, you know, after eight hours of mom is a cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after yeah. eight hours of cooking, she comes home and sometimes she cooks for us. And dad... Um, you know, his his job is kind of laborious mm-hmm. physically and then come home and, and cook for us. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when we were teenagers, we ate a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we mm-hmm. ate a lot of stuff. And, you know, it's just so thankful for mom and dad for giving that to us and making sure we had a home-cooked meal every single day. Yeah. We didn't have any, like, frozen ready stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have – we didn't even have, you know, of course, living in Crown Point on the res, there was no fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have any of that either. And even – 
you know, we were, were kind of so poor that, you know, McDonald's and stuff like that seemed to be for the privileged. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that we couldn't even, it was kind of like that feeling we go on a trip, like say we were making a trip to Albuquerque and we had to stop and eat McDonald's. Like you want something good, but then we're thinking about the price. Like I remember that. It's mm-hmm. That's hard. And now McDonald's is just like, ooh. <laughs> 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 I don't want like McDonald's. Let's go get a, eat at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, so the other day, no, yesterday. Yesterday. We ate at a steakhouse, um, and you really love steak mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, how, how did that come about? Because we didn't oh, grow goodness. up eating steak, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I don't know how it started, but I just love I just love the goodness of a steak, of a good steak. Um, my favorite piece, is, my favorite cut of steak is the bone-in ribeye. Because it has the flavor of you know the bone and the fat come on come on the piece of meat and then and then there's so much marbling in in that cut that it's just oh it's so good um, so I can have that I can eat that every day and um, I don't know about how to cook it I can't prepare a steak if if my life depended on it because I've tried so many times and it just doesn't come out the way I like it so I let the the pros take care of that. So, um, but yeah, I like steak because it can go with anything. You can have you can have it as the main course, or you can chop it up and have in fajitas, you know, and have something else with it. And just you can build around the steak any way you want. Um, that's something that I like. Um, but yeah, we didn't grow up on it. It is it is something that I feel like I have to earn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whether it's uh, with grades or. You know, I, I finished my lunch today. I'll have a steak. <laughs> no, it's 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 not a it's not an everyday thing, but it is a treat, and I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, fajitas that I ever had in my whole life was at that one airport. Was it in Texas? We were, it, it was when we were coming back from Ireland. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. were we going to Ireland? I forget, but it was in an airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was and an airport. It's Papacitos. Papacitos. Yeah. They have the really, really tasty, tasty fajita meat. <laughs> yeah, that was very surprising. And I think in that time I was in in a really s- snobby state yeah. <laughs> where I was like, oh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that coming in a fast food bag? <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really, really surprising how, how good it was. Uh, where, where have you had your favorite best steak? In the my, whole world. Yeah, my favorite bestest steak <laughs> is um, two places. I think number one, I'm going to say number one place is Ranchway in Las Cruces. It's a small, small little mm, Mexican. Do you want to say Mexican? Yeah. Mexican steakhouse barbecue place. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had, their steak is just really good. Um, I think that's number one. Number two is... It's at um, Texas Roadhouse, and because it's Texas, I mean, the second favorite steak is Texas Roadhouse because it's consistently good. Mm -hmm. Like every single time I go there, I order the same steak, the same, you know, medium medium well, and it's always the best. Like I haven't been disappointed not once. So consistency and flavor and just just good piece of cut, you know, cut beef. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah, my two favorite places. Have you ever had a really bad one where you're where where you kind of thought 
they, these guys have no business with a, a cow carcass. <laughs> these guys have no business, you know, cutting up and, and cooking this and serving it. Um, <laughs> my own, but <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, just recently, I'll I'll speak about recently. Um, me and mom went out to eat in Las Cruces, and it was a cattle baron, mm. and it's a steakhouse, steakhouse and seafood. I ordered a ribeye, um, my favorite cut, and it was just the most flavorless piece of meat that I had ever had. Mm. Um, and it was dry, and there was absolutely no marbling in it the way I like it, so I was completely disappointed. And I did tell the waiter or whoever, our server, about it, and she didn't do anything. But, I mean, what could she do? Yeah. That's what I ordered, and that's how I ordered it, and that's just their selection of meat. So... When it comes to that, I'm really picky, so I won't go to Cattle Baron or, you know, that, that kind of place and order that piece. I'll go back to Texas Roadhouse where I know it's consistently the same piece. The same piece. <laughs> Wash your mouth out at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that's just the recent experience. But other places like, I can't remember, like back in St. Louis or, or even in Gallup or Albuquerque, I, I know where my favorites are, so... My favorite steak that I ever had in the whole world was when we we went uh, camping at Fenton Lake, and everybody got there late, and we were all in a bad mood because we couldn't. <laughs> we got there so late, we couldn't even get a spot to to uh, camp up on top of the mountain. So we kept going down and down and down, and finally we were at the bottom of the mountain where there was just barely enough space for one more one more party to go camping there. Um, and you guys brought out these uh, steaks that you got from Sam's Club? Sam's Club, yeah. Sam's Club. And you got, we just threw them on the grill. I think it was just salt and pepper, and that was it. Yeah. And they were tender. Mm -hmm. They had marbling. They had smoke. Mm -hmm. Just, and they were the good, a good thick, thick one, you know, inch and a half or so. Mm -hmm. That that was the best steak that I ever had. <laughs> Even though it, you know the surroundings and it was dark, I think <laughs> by the time we got the grill out and everything, mm -hmm. and everybody was all mad putting up the tents and everything. <laughs> but but that that was really good, um, very yeah. very memorable. I think I, I still tell everybody that that's where I found my favorite steak. Yeah. Um, but Ranchway. Um, I found that little place doing a little food review or a, a, a feature story on them while I was a reporter at Las Cruces Sun News. Um, but at first, I didn't, we didn't eat steak. We went there and just got enchiladas, and those are pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but we eventually moved on to the steak, and you really... That's that's one <laughs> that's like my second favorite steak that I've ever had in my whole life was at Ranchway. Yeah. And they pair them with um some of the best beans, refried mm -hmm. beans that I ever had in my whole life and I'm pretty sure it's full of uh, lard. <laughs> lard or some kind of like pork drippings that they put in in the beans but man those those beans are so good just about as good as a steak mm -hmm. maybe even more that's my favorite too well when we had a, your graduation dinner mm -hmm. there right yep yeah many years ago just kidding <laughs> yeah we went there and that's where uh we took grandma and papa and that's one of Papa's favorite places. So I think now until forever, that's when, if they ever go to Las Cruces, they're going to go to Ranchway to get that steak. Mm -hmm. That's cool. 
<laughs> and I'm glad we we led uh, them to uh, a little place. A little, yeah, you know, you you wouldn't go there if you're like a touristy sort of person mm-hmm. in Las Cruces. Of course, everybody would point to La Posta. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like La Posta. Do you? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I got too many birds <laughs> hanging out in there. I think anybody who owns birds is just awful because birds, birds are meant be, to fly. Yeah, and you just put free. them in a cage. And, yeah. uh, and they, all these birds <laughs> just sit there watching these chips and salsa go by and they can't ever have any. <laughs> <laughs> they can't ever have any of those chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, La Posta is one of those touristy restaurants where everybody goes. And I think every city has one of those. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Gallup has... Um, Earl's. Earl's. Ugh, last time we went to Earl's yeah, was, was like very 15 years ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. Yeah. laughs> and then Albuquerque, they have, um, oh, what's that place? Sadie's? Frontier. Oh. Frontier and Sadie's. Mm-hmm. People rave about that and they're like, you know, if, if you're ever in Albuquerque, if you're ever visiting here, you should go to Frontier or Sadie's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been there and it's nothing special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know what else, what to give them instead. You know, because one of my favorite places is just the, the Vietnamese place. Yeah. <laughs> the fall place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Rock and Brews, mm-hmm. the Kiss restaurant. <laughs> 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 but when, when, you're, uh, when people are coming to Las Cruces, where do you tell them to go? Just Ranchway? I say, um, I say Delicias. Mm, Delicias yes. is really good. That's where they serve uh, soup and enchiladas. And then I, I say Ranchway. But then they're like, uh, what about, well, Outback's right there or or Applebee's. I'm like, no. Nah. But I will never, I don't think I'll ever suggest La Posta because I didn't like it. And I can't, I can't, uh, s- what is it? Endorse it. Endorse that. Yeah, I can't <laughs> stamp it for my approval. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you, you don't want to have to apologize later. Like, oh, well, I'm sorry. You didn't, you, you hated the chips and salsa and the birds and <laughs> <laughs> the enchiladas. <laughs> um, we're talking about Mexican food, like we've been eating it forever. But actually, we haven't because most of my life I hated Mexican food, right? Yes. <laughs> Dad always wanted to eat somewhere at a Mexican place or make salsa. And you're like, oh, oh, it's too hot. It's too spicy. <laughs> so we were actually unhappy for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm like looking at you and you want salsa and you want chips and salsa. You want spice. I'm like, What? What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. But here's what happened. <laughs> um, I went to school at NMSU in Las Cruces and um, tried some of the Mexican food there, and it is so different. And um, I don't know if anybody's going to agree with me, but um, the Mexican food in southern New Mexico tastes different than in northern New Mexico we, where we're from. Because, like, around Gallup and Farmington and even in places here in Albuquerque, they, they prize, like, the heat. Like, if it physically hurts your face, it physically hurts your mouth then they consider that good. And to me, you know, that wasn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being in pain is not <laughs> pleasant. And so I never liked that stuff. I never liked, you know, being in pain like that. And uh, um, just 
Yeah. They hated it. Mm-hmm. But going to Las Cruces and there was flavor and it wasn't so much of an emphasis on heat. It was on, you know, flavor and, and that, you know, the green, sweet green chili is where I found it, fell in love with green chili and, and Mexican food. But that was green chili. Now I'm like in love with red chili here in Albuquerque. I don't know what changed. I think it was a Frito pie. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you always hate Mexican food? No, I liked Mexican food, but I didn't like red chili at all. Mm. Like even the smell of the red chili, because I remember the day, I don't know, <laughs> that dad was making red enchiladas at home uh-huh. and it just smelled so strong in the house. And I just, from that day, I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. But I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it now. I love red chili. I love his salsa even more. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I was, I had to grow up into it more. I, I never really had an objection to it or anything. But, yeah, a lot more a broad, I guess, palette for Mexican food, for chilies and spices like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about for other foods? Because um, uh, you love pho, mm-hmm. pho as much as I do, mm-hmm. maybe even more. Yes. <laughs> and Indian food, tikka mm-hmm. masala. Mm-hmm. You love that. How did you start branching out into into some of those? It's, uh, it's your fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> your job or your, your, I guess your, I don't know, I want to say it was first a job or was it, but your first passion of food, then your, then your job came or whatever it was. But yeah, you were in Las Cruces I was there first, and then you transferred and came there. Um, and then you started. we started going out to different places because you had a food review or some feature store to do. And then I just went along, just went along, followed you like I always do, and learned about these new flavors like pho. And I, love, I loved it, and I still do. That's one of the places I'll go by myself. I don't care. I'll just go, go eat pho and have some of that goodness. In your um, pajamas. <laughs> About to die yeah. from flu or whatever. I'll that be was. sick. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be sick and I'll just go. <laughs> Even before it's closed, I'll call like, "Don't close! I need some soup." Um, and um, Indian food, Greek food. Ah, oh, yes. Um, just different things in Las Cruces that never would have gone by myself. Like I would have just stuck to what I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I kind of do that, but now I know more. <laughs> I know more because of you and all your your uh, food stories. You do photos too that I'm like, well, if it if it's if it's a photo that looks tasty, and it's probably like the photo doesn't even do it justice. Like you know what I mean? Like you have to you have to experience it yourself. So I kind of get that from like reading your stuff and even this show. Like um, wanting to go to different chefs. I've never had like that desire to do that until now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, for me, like I'm I'm starting to want to travel to try these different things. I mean, I I, I always start just talking about Denver, going to Denver to try Takabe. Um, but uh, I think I'm about to graduate into that mm-hmm. level of foodiness. Yeah. <laughs> two two star foodie level (laughs) where where I do want to travel and try different things Mm -hmm. and um, I'm glad we when we went to Ireland that that was what we did because remember our plan was to just be frugal and to just eat free Mm -hmm. breakfast and that was it yeah we're just gonna snack and save money but as soon as we got there we're like nope 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And man, that was that was where I found and had my favorite uh, fish and chips mm-hmm. at that yep. cheap at that little bar. Yeah. Where I, it, it looked like people were just done that got done with a funeral or a wedding or something because <laughs> everybody was wearing black. Yeah. <laughs> and then we we come in and we're like, what's good here? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, can I get the hake or the heike fish? What is that? <laughs> that lady had to explain it's a fish to oh, yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite mm. fish that I've ever had in my whole life. They, they, you know, of course it's fresh because the ocean was just yeah. right there mm-hmm. in Wexford. Mm-hmm. And um, just like kind of lightly fried, mm-hmm. just flaking really good and mm-hmm. having that butter on there with a little bit of uh, uh, vinegar. Oof. Mm-hmm. It was really good. What was your favorite thing we ate in Ireland? The butter. The butter? <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, they had butter every <laughs> table. And then you just had to find bread and the butter was just uh, so good. Like I've never had that much butter in my life, I don't think, but every meal we had, I had to have bread and butter. But I mean, let me see what else I like. Um, I liked fish and chips too, but you notice that there we were talking about how every plate had arugula on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't like that, but strong, <laughs> yeah. like bitter arugula. Mm-hmm. So I think every table had butter and arugula mm-hmm. <laughs> every time we were eating somewhere in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one thing you had. It was like some kind of giant meat mound. Which which place? The Knights in Dublin. Yeah. It was like the Knights plate. I think it was a beef rib. Beef ribs. Mm -hmm. But it had like a a sweet, sort of sweet sauce or, it wasn't barbecue, it was something else. But yeah, it was a big piece of meat. It was some kind of like Guinness reduction, sweet Guinness Mm -hmm. barbecue sauce or something. Mm -hmm. That, that was really good. You liked it better than my, I liked it. Yeah, because what I had was this sandwich that was probably like five inches tall. (laughs) (laughs) And the the bread was so toasty that it was like razor blades on top of my Mm, mouth. Yeah. And every time I bit in there. And then they had a fried egg, duck egg in there. Uh And it just kind of burst all over my mouth because it was over easy. Mm -hmm. It was good because we were hungry from walking around all over town. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't like the Guinness taste in that. I mean, meat, though. Hmm. So, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only had, what, two Guinness when I was there. Mm-hmm. So, us, us two little Navajo girls, uh, actually, we're, we're actually very tall, so we're not little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're pretty tall, and we were in Ireland, and that was just a trip of a lifetime. I've always wanted to go there. But we come from humble beginnings, of course, from boarding school. Um, and, and, you know, today's kind of talking about some of those food memories that we have. Uh, what, what are some of your favorite food memories? Are they at, at CCS? Yeah, that's where it starts. <laughs> Warriors, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, CCS, um, I like to think about going to school every day, and, and Grandma was there every morning, every day at the school. Because Grandma worked at the cafeteria. Yeah, she worked <laughs> at the cafeteria, and so we would see her all the time. Um, I love that, that when we went to school, all of the food in that cafeteria was made there. It was homemade. Kind of like 
they would serve us their from their own kitchen like every single day mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't see that now um so one of my favorite breakfast foods was the mysterious meat patty that had like a cheesy hammy inside and then on the outside it was fried or covered in some sort of breading and that was you only get two slices and it was just the so good I just loved the (laughs) hammy cheesiness of it and and we can't find that anywhere else I've never seen it how how we got it and asked grandma what it was and she can't tell us because of her CCS cafeteria secrets (laughs) (laughs) the confidentiality form she she signed in the 30s I'm just kidding (laughs) yeah so we don't know what it is but yeah you said you you saw something like that yeah, I saw something of it on the internet, um, but they use like f- potatoes. They mashed up some potatoes and made kind of like a patty with it and stuck some ham and some cheese in there and then fried the whole thing on both sides. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know how to describe it, but the, the shape of it was like a spam, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's the shape of a spam, and um, it probably came like pre-fried, and then they just heated it up maybe maybe yeah that's probably one of the very few things that came pre-made yeah at at school and then there was the biscuits and gravy yeah or the cat food the cat food <laughs> <laughs> the cat food it was some kind of it wasn't biscuit was it Mm-mm. it was some kind of oh, yeasty bread mm-hmm. i think and the gravy was so dark mm-hmm and chunky and it looked exactly like cat food yeah that's why we call it cat food (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was a really good breakfast it was a big portion too i think every time we had biscuits and gravy it was a good portion of food but still i think they made the bread there they probably made the gravy there yeah because it didn't look like something you'd see on tv or anything like that but yeah i really the i can't say enough about how lucky we were to have a cafeteria where they made the food there because I go visit schools now in Las Cruces and probably everywhere now in these public schools that food mm. is just food just comes in a Ziploc baggie and like the bread comes in a Ziploc baggie the what is it like mozzarella sticks come in a baggie and the pizza comes in a baggie like everything's in a bag or a plastic container and mm-hmm. it just screams I was microwaved you know I was frozen and I was microwaved and I know sometimes uh, maybe once or twice I got a dinner roll and it was just this it's wheat because it's darker. They're trying. <laughs> but then the center was frozen or some part of it was still cold. So Jeez. it's awful. I don't like, I feel sorry for these kids. And I'm just so glad grandma was there yelling at her workers. <laughs> and yeah, they were another students. Yeah, <laughs> making sure we ate our food and ate our veggies and and had milk every day. And these kids have frozen fruit juice. It's, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even at that age, like um, grade school age, I, I, I already had that sort of appreciation for food because grandma was there mm-hmm. and we knew we know how hard she works mm-hmm. when she's there. She wakes up like what at two or three mm-hmm. in the morning to to go to the school, open mm-hmm. it up, start making yeast rolls yeah. it forever smelled like yeast rolls or some mm-hmm. kind of nice sweet yeasty bread in that cafeteria mixed with like pine salt or bleach or something (laughs) from all the cleaning products in back of the kitchen Mm -hmm. but um you know see you know I I understood why you know sometimes she would yell at students 
Um, and and I, sometimes that seems like what she was kind of known for was telling students, hey, go back and eat, you know, your vegetables. Go back and at least try, you know, your, your meatloaf or whatever. Yeah. And um, we, of course, you didn't want to make her mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, if, you know, you, you just don't do that to your grandma. You listen to your grandma. You listen yeah. to your family member. And so we ate pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, I didn't eat the olives in the pizza, though. Mm, I didn't eat the rice and raisins. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandma taught us that. I mean, that's important that she said, like what you said, it was it made us appreciate a young little tiny kids walking around. Mm-hmm. And we, like, she wake up at 3 o'clock and it's dark. And she's she's the one putting food on our plates. We have to eat it. So I think that's a life lesson that we got very early on every single day for, what, eight years with kindergarten through eighth grade I don't know how many years <laughs> I think that's nine nine years this is kindergarten then first grade right oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so for that long we were taught a really important lesson but yeah um the only bad parts I uh, you brought up olives and I don't like I cannot eat rice and raisins Ugh, it's like the worst thing um and I can't eat tartar sauce because of a bad experience at the CCS so got some scars but also got some <laughs> lifelong <laughs> lifelong good good memories good lessons <laughs> yeah yeah uh, we had square pizzas yeah right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of in public school or any school grew up with those square pizzas square pizzas with the uh, cheese in the crust no, that was like uh, the hottest new invention oh. in like 1999. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and uh-huh. then the crusty the cheese, cheese crust w- was in high school, I remember. Oh, oh, and then I remember going to high school and just being so let down mm-hmm. by the food there because, yeah. you know, the, the, the dining room was so much bigger than the little kitchen. The kitchen was tiny. Mm-hmm. You could see the back of the kitchen from from the from the cafeteria line, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that that's when I when I thought, oh my gosh, is this what the rest of the world is like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is yeah. this what you know public policy is? But um, yeah, you've been so let down by all these uh, plastic things everywhere, mm-hmm. plastic silver, plastic ware, mm-hmm. plastic trays. Um, pizza where you can see the imprint from the machine that made it mm-hmm. on the bottom mm-hmm. of the pizza. It probably said like made in China or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like yep. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hecho <laughs> in Milwaukee <laughs> on the bottom. Yeah. But yeah, it was such a letdown going from that food to public school mm-hmm. food in high school. Yep. Yeah. But of course, it's nothing compared to what we eat now. Mm-hmm. Our food eating habits have changed a little bit. How have yours changed? I think that I just have a better appreciation for for produce. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the idea that our food comes from the ground. And I, anybody who knows me probably heard me talk about how cool celery is. <laughs> <laughs> I especially mom me and mom can go on and on about how cool celery is um, because it's this long green thing that comes out of the ground and even when you buy it from a store it still has some dirt on it like ugh, wow <laughs> and then you wash it off and you eat it with like peanut butter or something and it's just so crunchy and it's a plant like it's just even now I'm like still so in awe about this vegetable that comes from the ground but yeah um a lot of salad 
fixings are in my fridge refrigerator right now, um, and that's not something we had long time ago. F- fresh fruit, fresh vegetables were not easy to come by when we were, you know, struggling to just get by day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I like that I can, um, I have the means now and the know-how, you know, to, to prepare something like that. And it comes from uh, seeing it on TV or, you know, just, just working hard and learning how to just, I guess, just to appreciate it. I think that's bigger than anybody can think of is just appreciating the food um i i don't have a lot of time now uh being a student again uh to prepare like a full heap of food (laughs) because (laughs) of school and doing all kinds of errands and in town but yeah i i wish i had more time like like you have time you're cooking big huge meals like every day i see your posts i see your photos like darn the time <laughs> I can't even sometimes can't even do laundry <laughs> or you know um so I, I eat some frozen foods that are prepared just you know just to keep me alive <laughs> yeah I don't I do enjoy them but I would I would enjoy a home-cooked meal better but yeah so my habits are rushed I believe right now they're just that's the best way to describe it rushed <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and for me, how how it's changed, of course, is the fresh stuff. We mm-hmm. have lots of fresh stuff. Um, I don't keep American cheese anymore, um, like commodity cheese. Oh, is American cheese? Oh, you know that? It's just commodity cheese to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's American cheese. Yeah, no, I don't keep those anymore. I keep um, good butter, the the curry gold mm-hmm. uh, butter now after mm-hmm. after we came back from Ireland. Yeah. Um, raspberries and truffles, chocolate truffles, because now I know how to make chocolate truffles. Mm Um, yeah, yeah. My fridge looks different now from, you know, when I was in college and then when we were growing up at home. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that that sort of evolution comes from, um, of course, those experiences, eating out, learning different flavors, watching people cook, learning from the Internet, literally, like that's where I learn how to cook is from the Internet and from America's Test Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to plug that in there because it's true. Mm-hmm. I just got a bread book this weekend. Yeah, you know? I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> from America's Test Kitchen, and I'm going to get started on that after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also just, um, you know, having more... Uh, income, having more money, because uh, of course poverty. To now, where you know I can afford to have raspberries and mm-hmm. chocolate truffles mm-hmm. in the fridge, and you know I hope I hope I'm not talking from a place of privilege because I know what it's like not having that stuff, um, and I hope I'm not you know ever being too snobby. But I know I realize sometimes I am. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I notice sometimes I am, but that's just like restaurant, restaurant, you know, cultures where mm. I, my snobbiness comes out. <laughs> but cooking near home, you know, if you have the means, then, you know, it, it turns into this whole different experience, I think, than just getting by to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I'm, I'm doing that now, like I'm in, I'm so busy with classes and and I'm working part-time two different 
I can say two different jobs, but mm-hmm. I do work part time and I, I have a full schedule coming up and I am just like eating to survive. I can't, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that time where I can make, make a chunk of this time or day to meal prep, but have an actual like full on meal. Like I can't have that. I, well, I can't, but I need to do that. Better planning, better um, grocery shopping mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's, I'm, I'm excited to do that because cause you can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought of something. Okay. I know something that I love and it's comforting and it's like tasty and it's very homey that you don't like. Um, Dad makes know. it. Goulash? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's so good. And that's like the poor man's food. It's mm-hmm. everything put into a soup. And it's good. And you don't like it. <laughs> You're very snobby about it. So I'm going to say it's very good. Um, and that's something I also made in, Los C- in, in St. Louis when mm-hmm. I was away for school. So um, back to food memories like that that food and like cooking the meat and rice when I was away in St. Louis for school it was just so far from home everything's different I'm basically living by myself in this in this city where people have absolutely no idea what being Navajo is or being being Native American is and I was confronted with just having to represent me but like in everybody else's eyes, I was the representative of Native Americans all over the world. And there's just a lot of pressure that I didn't even ask for. But, you mm-hmm. know, being in that place, you're kind of just forced to explain everything every single day. Anyway, but it was hard to be in St. Louis and food like what we grew up on. I would have, when we mo- when I moved there, dad and mom made sure I had like vegetables and cheese and some canned fruit and, um, you know, some of those things that we grew up on. And, and when I felt homesick, I would just make that meal that mom made us after school, you know, rice and meat or tuna casserole or spaghetti and then goulash. And I had all those ingredients. So the smell of it, the the way my apartment smelled preparing this stuff, even seeing my own hands cut and open cans or, you know, mm-hmm. put the pans together and make this meal. It was just this emotional reaction that, that made me feel like it wasn't so bad being so far from home. Um, that, that, that connection and that memory of all the senses working together just had this power of being home, even if I was thousand miles away you know and I can't just drive across the road or you know (laughs) and visit but that that goulash is powerful (laughs) powerful stuff (laughs) yeah yeah comfort food Mm -hmm. a real comfort food I don't know what what is a comfort food to me I think it is that you know that I still make whenever I make just plain white rice Mm -hmm. just plain white rice but now I don't even keep plain white rice in the pantry. I have like, you know, basmati rice and wild rice and brown rice. And I think I even have like some, some uh, Japanese sticky rice, mm-hmm. those shorter grains one. Yeah. I don't know. But 
yeah, that smell of just rice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't even rinse it or anything. You just let all that starch sit around in mm-hmm. the pan and you let it get... Um, you let it cook and then it gets a little bit mushy and then you put just butter in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> butter and salt. That is a comfort food to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, that brings back memories of mom making the same kind of, uh, the same kind of rice. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it was, she already, she always paired it with like fried chicken or mm-hmm. dad paired it with, um, you know, pork chops yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whoa! <laughs> I I think that means the lightning round has started. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I have. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question, then you can ask me one. Okay. And it'll just be kind of like short answers. Okay. Okay. Um, when's the most snobbiest uh, you you've been in in a restaurant? Okay, I think, and uh, I know it was just recently. So, I ordered a steak. And it was, you guys were all there. The whole family was there. Mm. Um, and the first time they brought it out, it wasn't the way I wanted it. Like, it wasn't cooked. Like, there's too much pink or whatever. <laughs> so he took it back. And he brought it out. And then it was, like, probably too done or something. And it was, like, all black or something. They, they grilled it twice. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. And so I didn't like it. And I looked at the guy. And I looked at you. And I'm like, this isn't what I want. I'm so picky with my steak. Yeah. So I asked, I don't. I told him, I don't want this. Can I order something else? And that's a lot of work, you know, for not just only him, but the cooks in the back and every mm-hmm. the restaurant was full and yours, your order. So I think that was, that was like, I was really debating, should I be snobby and I get what I want or should I just let it go and not like what I'm eating, you know, but <laughs> so I chose give me something else (laughs) yeah I think I I gave you a look like are you serious yeah (laughs) are you gonna be like that yeah and you didn't even you you, I think you even said like this isn't how I wanted it Mm. you know you had sort of maybe a tone I think that second time (laughs) it's when that came out (laughs) can I just get something else (laughs) what's your name Michael (laughs) (laughs) no okay 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 so what is one food or one plate that made you like just so disgusted and you were gagging or maybe even like you know you're just so disgusted with it and i threw up maybe yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness well i gotta say i have a stomach like a dog <laughs> just kidding. no i knew some dogs like your poodle mm. that don't have a strong stomach at all <laughs> Threw up on my shoes after drinking too much water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, um, I would have to say ginger ale. Uh, We were in uh, college. We were at uh, in the dorms Mm -hmm. living together. Oh yeah. And um, we went to Target and we saw all these cool sodas, Mm -hmm. pops. I like to call them pop. Mm -hmm. We saw all these pop. Uh, different flavors and um, I got a ginger one and I uh, literally threw up in the sink and Mm. I'm glad I made it to the sink (laughs) it was just like probably some kind of spice like pumpkin spice but Mm. it was all the wrong kind of combination of (laughs) pumpkin fall spices with just extremely um, gingery taste, mm-hmm. and then it had bubbles all Ew. over the place, <laughs> and I, I couldn't even swallow that down. It just gag reflexes, and I puked in the sink. Mm. It wasn't that much puke because we were like starving or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was before dinner time or something, but uh. that that made me puke in the.
missing you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, chicken is one of the trickiest things to cook. Have you ever made a chicken mistake? Yes, I have. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I love chicken. I can. I'm now past all that. I'm good. I'm good with baking chicken, cooking chicken. But this time, uh, I cooked some chicken, and it was a. I know it was a big giant piece, and so I'm gonna put it in the oven for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And it came out, and it was still not cooked because you know you check the temperature, and mm-hmm. it was still not cooked. So, but we were hungry. We were really trying to eat fast because we needed to go somewhere. So we got the chicken and we put it on the skillet and we were trying to grill it to finish it off, you know, <laughs> to finish off these chickens, pieces of chicken. And then it, I checked the temperature and it still didn't reach, you know, 180 or 160, whatever. <laughs> and then so I had to put it in the microwave. <laughs> and so we finished it off in the microwave and we ate it. <laughs> Gee. Oven, stove, microwave. <laughs> so that was once and I'm I'm not proud, but... We had chicken, so. (laughs) Okay, my turn. Uh, Tell me about the fish soup. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The fish head soup (laughs) is what that's called. Okay, I think we, uh, I saw something online um, um, or some kind of cool cooking video, but it had the whole, all the ingredients there. And, um. And no, it was uh, La 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 Placita, La Playita. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that little. Oh my God, that was our favorite restaurant mm-hmm. in the whole world with the best Mexican seafood mm-hmm. there, and um, they had a fish soup. <sighs> yeah, and it it was just pretty plain. It just had a little bit of rice in there, just uh, nice pieces of fish, and mm-hmm. you know that was it. But um, I had to go online and. <laughs> find this this tortilla fish head soup and so we went to pro's ranch the mexican grocery store and we asked them for some fish heads and the guy's like oh okay <laughs> and he gave us some fish heads and right away i'm like i don't know if i can make this soup because i don't even want to touch these dirty fish heads yeah <laughs> and so he just gave it to us in like a doggy bag with it was like 50 cents <laughs> for like five fish heads I remember now. <laughs> I took them home, and um, I I put all the ingredients there: a couple of uh, you know vegetables, um, some like tortilla, uh, tortilla corn tortillas in there, and then it called for like a bottle of beer, like a strong stout, like a brown beer, and then you put the fish heads in there, and we you know boiled it and boiled it for the amount of time, like two hours or so, and then we served it, <laughs> and we. Just, dirty ugly fish heads were looking at us in this pile of mushy because the the corn tortillas just dissolved and made this thing this bowl of soup just into this big old mushy thing (laughs) and my first bite had like a fish cheek in it (laughs) like the scale like the gills or whatever the scale is like a piece of glass piece of plastic or a piece of glass and that's what the whole soup was full of because <laughs> this these fish still had the little scales on their cheeks and on their head and everything <laughs> and i tried and i tried to because i'm like you know cow cheeks are really good and sheep cheeks are pretty good yeah. maybe a fish cheeks are pretty good <laughs> I t- you know i still tried to pick off that glassy fish scales off and get the cheek meat underneath but it it was too far gone. Yeah. That soup, we threw it in the toilet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <In> the toilet. 
I remember the apartment smelled oh. so bad. And they were like, it smells bad, but maybe it tastes good. <laughs> it was one of my first times ever cooking with alcohol. Yeah. It called mm. for called for beer, and we even went and got the fancy beer yeah. from, the, from the organic grocery store. <laughs> that was awful. God, that was just a waste of 50 cents. <laughs> and a waste of that $5 beer, probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't really have any other questions, but I want to ask you what made you throw up. Mm, goodness. Um, to this day, I'm still scarred with nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I don't. I forget what grade I was in. Maybe like, maybe like third, fourth grade. I know it was before one of my favorite teachers. So it was before fifth grade. Mm. Uh, for lunchtime, they served um, fresh cut bell peppers, green bell peppers with some ranch poured on top, bell mm. peppers, carrots, whatever. It was all mixed, and then they poured uh, ranch on top of it. And so I ate it because you eat everything when grandma's watching. <laughs> <laughs> so I ate it, and I know I was forcing myself, like, to swallow it and then mm-hmm. try to just get it down and keep it down. And then we, I went to class. You know, you go right back to class after lunch, and I just – lost my cookies all over the classroom floor. I know I was like holding it in, sitting in my desk with my two friends. There's, and one of them was Derek and the other one was some other boy, I forget his name. <laughs> but I was like about to cry because I knew it was coming up. And they were just <laughs> looking at me all scared, like what's going on with you? And I was like so small, just going there. And I told the teacher, can I go to the bathroom? And she says, go, go. And, and then before I even took a step, I just lost it. <laughs> All on the floor, and I started crying. <laughs> you said before fifth grade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember anything after that. I think she just told me to sit down. She didn't mm-hmm. even let me go to the bathroom or anything. She just told me to sit down, and my friends are just looking at me like, ooh. <laughs> but I know it was, I hated the taste of green bell peppers, and I still do. But I'll mm. eat them. Like, I'm not like, gonna throw up anytime but I mean you know I, that was just the one time it just I couldn't hold it in. I tried so hard all right guys we're all out of stories here the next episode of toasted sister is a full 30 minute one um and um I don't know who I'm gonna feature but you can catch toasted sister on soundcloud stitcher podcast app uh itunes and um podcast addict 